to the death camp at Auschwitz. The most notorious culprit was Gottlob Berger, a senior SS officer who put together a murder squad noted for its brutality. Better to shoot two Poles too many, he once wrote about the unit, than two too few. The most unsettling defendants were the bankers, who not only financed construction of concentration camps, but also stockpiled the tons and tons of gold fillings, jewelry, and eyeglasses stripped from victims of the extermination camps. The trial had been underway since the end of 1947, and now, on April 12, 1949, it was finally coming to a close. The three American judges walked into the courtroom, ascended to the bench, and began reading aloud from their judgment. It ran 800 pages, Reciting it took three days. Across the room, guarded by ramrod-straight military policemen in glittering silver helmets, the Nazis listened through headphones as translators deciphered the verdicts into German. When it was all over, 19 of the 21 defendants had been convicted, five of them on the landmark Nuremberg charge of crimes against the peace. Weizsäcker got seven years in prison, Berger 25, the three bankers were sentenced to five to ten years. For the prosecution, it was a major victory. After digging through the Nazi documents and interrogating hundreds of witnesses over four years, they had convicted the worst offenders and sent them to jail. They had shown the world that complicity for the Holocaust ran deep and broad throughout the German government. They had painted, as Kempner would put it, the entire criminal fresco of the Third Reich, and reinforced Nuremberg's place in history as a fortress of faith in international law. They had bolstered the argument for forceful prosecution of war crimes. The verdicts were the culmination of Kempner's long campaign against the Nazi party. Or at least, they should have been. Within a few years, the promise of Nuremberg would come unraveled. All along, the trials had their detractors in Germany and America. The critics saw not justice, but vindictiveness at the core of the prosecutions, and Kempner, an abrasive personality and notably aggressive interrogator, became a symbol of that perceived unfairness. Case in point was the prosecutor's sharp questioning of former Nazi diplomat Friedrich Gauss, during which Kempner threatened to hand the witness over to the Russians for possible war crimes prosecution. One of his fellow American prosecutors declared Kempner's tactics foolish, fearing that he would make martyrs out of the common criminals on trial in Nuremberg. Another witness cross-examined by Kempner called the prosecutor a most Gestapo-like man. In 1948, Kempner was drawn into a bitter public debate with a Protestant bishop, Theophil Wurm, over the integrity of the proceedings. Wurm wrote Kempner an open letter of protest. Kempner replied by suggesting that those who questioned the Nuremberg trials were, in fact, enemies of the German people. As the disagreement played out in the press, Kempner found himself pilloried in German newspapers. He was caricatured as a self-righteous Jewish exile bent on vengeance. Censure came even from U.S. Senator Joseph McCarthy, whose Wisconsin constituency included a large number of German Americans. The senator opposed Weizsäcker's prosecution, 
because, according to his unnamed sources, the Nazi had been a valuable undercover agent for the Americans during the war. McCarthy said Nuremberg was hampering U.S. intelligence gathering in Germany and told the Senate Armed Services Committee in spring 1949 that he wanted a probe into the complete imbecility surrounding Weizsäcker's trial. I think this committee, McCarthy said, should see what type of morons, and I use that term advisedly, are running the military court over there. By the time the last trials were over, U.S. war crimes courts had sentenced more than 1,000 Nazis to prison terms. Most of them languished in Landsberg Prison, near Munich. A great many West Germans still refused to accept the validity of the Allied courts and considered these imprisoned Nazis to be not war criminals, but rather victims of an illegitimate justice system. The issue...